Hello, everyone, and welcome to Search Engine Nerds. I'm your host, Brent Satoris, and today we are joined by Eli Schwartz, uh, Director of Growth and SEO at SurveyMonkey. Uh, we're going to talk a bit about enterprise SEO today, discussing some of the challenges, decisions you have to consider, and how to have success internally at your company. I uh, hope you enjoyed the episode. Hey, Eli, thanks for uh, joining the show. Really excited to have you on here. Uh, excited to talk with you. It's great to be here. Thanks so much for having me, Brian. Awesome. So we, we always have a lot of fun conversations about SEO, international SEO, enterprise SEO, and so forth. But one of the, the topics that you know I thought would be really interesting to kind of discuss is you know the current state of enterprise SEO, especially in the sense of like you know a lot of people think of enterprise SEO, but to kind of define that as you know being an SEO in a really large company, right? As compared to like being an SEO in an agency or being an SEO in a small business, kind of like what's happening. There's been so many changes in SEO over the last year or two, in my opinion, and um, really feel like 2019 shaping up to be a huge game changer in just everything SEO. So kind of would like to, to get your take on uh, where where things are at and, you know, what's kind of the challenges and some of the different things that people, you know, that you might deal with and other people who are kind of in larger companies might deal with uh, in regards to enterprise SEO. Yeah, that's a great question. So, like, I've actually been at, at SurveyMonkey now for over six years, uh, leading our SEO, and I, I joined here from a startup, which was, you know, 20 people. We got a lot of traffic. SEO was very important to us. But then coming over to SurveyMonkey, I actually had no idea what I was jumping into. And, you know, looking back in these last few years, I've seen how SEO has changed and seen how enterprise SEO has changed, which means that things are really different in the way SEO gets done because of the scale company because of the scale of the sites that we're working on and that's where when I started I would have loved to like been able to figure out like how do I do these things so I'll give you an example you know we when you want to do a redirect best practice is always do a 301 redirect everyone knows that that's one of the first things you learn when you start doing SEO well actually when you're in a really large company they might not have the technology to do a 301 redirect they might by default have 302s how hard are you gonna to fight to build something brand new to do a 301 redirect instead of a 302? Well, I would say like, when, again, in an enterprise where your boss is boss and all that, you know, many, many levels up to where things get done, you have to determine if it's even worth that fight. So I do a lot of testing to try to understand things. So if I'm pushing for a request, I know that that request is right and I know that that's something that will matter. So 301 versus 302, I better have my ducks in a row and say, this matters. We're actually getting hurt because it's a 302, and here's how we're getting hurt, and here's why we should try a 301, and here's why you should dedicate a quarter or an engineer to building something new. Again, not something you're ever going to deal with in a small company where there's someone that will just do it or they'll say, okay, we're, we're okay with that. But this is like, you know, in, in an enterprise, you're always spending political capital. Yeah, and I think uh, I think that's a really good point, especially when you a lot of the big companies have dedicated resources that are already allocated to other projects. And so when you are saying I need a developer, it's not like there's just somebody who's there for you to contact. That person's, you know, you've got to go beg and borrow and hey, can you squeeze me in for a couple hours and figure this out, even if it's just making changes that they're capable of and the system's capable of. So you really have I think you nailed it with that you have to show why because a lot of SEO questions are well what's this going to do well we don't really know it may or may not help well that's not going to sell it to anyone oh of course it, it, there's so much of this which is about 
relationships and managing people and, and being an absolute domain expert so you understand how you're working with people and what you're asking for. You know, like I, because of different layers and different silos and different teams, which you'll have in a larger company, it's helpful to actually understand a little bit about the code and how the way the website works. It's not as simple as, again, like going back to that redirect, a redirect might happen in a router, which happens at a data center. It's not actually happening in a website. And the website doesn't look like it does if you were opening up a WordPress site. So having the most knowledge and understanding of where everyone is coming from is how you be successful, not just knowing SEO as well as you can. So fascinating. And you know, the more the longer I spend in this, the, the harder I see that it is. And like you said, things are changing. What I see changing is that more and more large companies are actually looking for in-house SEOs instead of going to agencies. And there aren't that many in-house SEOs for them to hire because many companies didn't have them. So you don't have those kinds of people that have had that experience of being in-house, negotiating, and having SEO be all about almost diplomacy rather than straight up technical SEO. So, but but one question I have on that is that you you kind of see a lot of people. This is kind of just letting the conversation run, you know, kind of rolling with it. But like, it, it's an interesting thing because I also think that with the establishment of SEO as kind of a, a legitimate industry, finally, you know, you are starting to see some of the boutiques or some of the one-off, you know, SEOs starting to. Um, to find that they, you know, they can't charge as much or they can't win as many, you know, contracts and they're getting kind of outbid by agencies more and more. And you're seeing some of them turn to in-house. So, you know, if anybody out there is an SEO right now and kind of considering this, maybe they're not quite in the inter enterprise space yet. What are some of the things that a, a company's looking for when they're hiring an, an enterprise SEO? So I, I've been hiring for, you know, a, a long time. Um, and I, I've hired some really, really great people on my team. And I would say the the one thing I look for is people that have done this before. Because it, to me, it's so different. And I've worked with agencies and I've helped out other companies. So I understand, you know, both uh, working with the agency and sort of being that agency. You're very focused on the ideal solution. And or if I'm getting an audit, I want to, I'm paying for an audit, I want the perfect audit. Now, most of the time, I can't do everything about the audit because they could point out things that just the system is not capable of doing or there's a best practice that we cannot do. So I like to hire someone that has actually done it before and gets that whole idea of there's the, the ideal and then there's what we can likely do. So what's the compromise we're going to come up with? If we can't do a redirect, will a canonical serve and can we sell someone on a canonical? We can't build HF links, but what's the next best thing? Those kinds of things. Now, for someone looking for their first job as an enterprise SEO, they could be at a smaller company doing in-house SEO and learn those experiences, or they can, uh, in, in an agency, be that SEO within the agency where they're negotiating with their colleagues instead of the clients. So the larger the company, the probably harder it is to get in for that first job if you have not been in an enterprise SEO before, but certainly smaller companies can't be as picky. So you made a comment that I want to jump back to, and that's that, you know, um, a lot of times you'll know what you need to accomplish, but you you know, don't necessarily have the capabilities to accomplish it, right? So right now with enterprise, there's also a whole bunch of other factors. For instance, we talk about the 301 versus the 302. To a small startup, that could be huge, right? That link equity oh, wow. loss could be like, a, you know, substantial to them. But for a company like SurveyMonkey, if you miss out on a couple 
couple links here or there that are, you know, being 302 versus 301, it's probably not, you know, game changing for you in that sense, right? So what, what would you envision are kind of like from being in an enterprise place for a long time? Uh, how would, what, what would you say are the big kind of best takeaways or best focuses? What are the, the battles that are worth fighting? I would say in being in an enterprise, you really have to take the long view. And, you know, I use the 301 versus 302 as an example. That's a fight I can never win. There are smaller fights that are winnable, like building navigation. So some sites, the designers or the, the uh, whoever is leading the UX product, they have more of a say and you have terrible navigation. Or you have someone that put too many links in navigation somewhere in be somewhere where it's not ideal for SEO. And the SEO will come in and just say, hey, we're just losing out on all the ability to cross-link the site because our navigation is terrible, or we don't have a footer, let's add in a footer. So those are the kinds of things that are not going to happen overnight because you have to have that negotiation between a designer, a product person, an engineer, and all that. That, I think, is worth fighting for, but it's worth acknowledging that that's probably going to be a long fight. And then once you win that fight, it has to make it into someone's product roadmap. Again, a, the idea of a roadmap was very foreign to me before I started doing this thing. But there are other people that have other priorities and it's other jobs. So you want to get it onto the roadmap. That's the win. And then making sure it stays there. So it may take six months before it's live, but it will go live. You just have to have that long view. So it's not necessarily – you can't just go in and say, as an SEO, I know that this is the most important thing, so this is what we have to do. You have to really consider what's what's capable and also where your easiest path uh, or your path of least resistance to make accomplishments would be. Absolutely. And then, and then go the ahead. other piece to that I would say is when you're in an enterprise and there are many parts of a company, sometimes those parts of a company are not in your city or maybe not even in your company, relationships are so important. So everyone says, oh, you better not do that because the SEO team needs to know. So let's include them on that meeting. So the more you're out there and the more you're developing the relationships and the more you're sharing successes, the more people know that they may want to ask you things. And I like to over-index some people asking me things all the time instead of saying, that's a really dumb question. You know that part of the site is logged in and Google can't see it. I say, thank you so much for asking. That's great. Let me sit down and look at this. Actually, I think we're okay because in this case, and in this case only, the, we're lo the user's logged in, so Google's not going to be able to see that. But thank you for bringing that to me. Please always ask me these questions. So it's really about doing that. And again, the larger the company, the more moving parts you have. And you don't want to have that moment where you wake up and say, hey, uh, who built this entire subdomain? Or, or why, do, why do we have this microsite? Or why, are we, why is the site using cookies to translate into another language? And Google's now indexing that other language because somehow they came from the IP address of wherever we think that language should be. You don't want to have that moment and discover that happened a year ago, which is something that can always happen if, if there's people are working on different things in different sprints. So kind of putting these to some quick bullets, just, you know, kind of recap one, you need to understand the company, the architecture, the different departments, kind of understand some of the technology, probably understand what some of the goals are so that you can identify the path for your strategy as far as SEO goes to determine what you're going to work on, who you're going to work with and what you're actually going to get accomplished would be kind of like you know, some helpful kind of bullets for, for initially coming into an enterprise role. Absolutely. And you asked before about consultants. And I think as this, the need for enterprise SEO grows, 
there will actually be a huge need for enterprise SEO consultants that may not be satisfied by the existing slate of boutique consultants. And I think there will be a lot of enterprise SEOs that will see the benefit of becoming consultants and saying, hey, I understand how these things work. I understand that an audit has to come along with choice A, B, C, and D, and a you know detailed guide on how to give it to someone else and how to work with a product manager to make things happen that, again, the boutique consultants that are out there right now might not have that experience because they have not been inside the companies. So I, get, I think there's a huge consulting opportunity which is about to explode as these companies go and seek SEO help. Yeah, and even as a consultant, you have to consider, and I think you kind of made this point a little earlier, is that when you're presenting an SEO strategy, you have to think beyond just SEO because not everybody thinks SEO, right? So a lot of times when we go in and do like consulting with enterprises, we'll say, look, here's something you should do. You should have HTTPS. Right. Um, and so this is a big problem with enterprises right now is that a lot of their third party software uses URL structure in order to sync. Right. And so they have problems where they're like, if you change to HTTPS, it screws up our syncing and we can't sync the products the same way. And so you can't do it. And they don't feel the urgency to upgrade. They've got everybody locked in contracts. And so you get into a position where you're like, hey, uh, we know that we need to have an HTTPS site. And so when you go in and you do the consulting, a lot of times you'll go in and say, hey, we think that you should have an HTTPS site. If you don't, this is how it will impact the business so that people can see the impact of the decision and make a determination of whether or not that's a priority to them. But sometimes you have to paint it in a different picture, not an SEO picture, but a do you want your users to see a not secure icon on their browser? You know, right. how does, you know, like so that's a, that's a great point. And, and that's something that absolutely happens in enterprises where when you're working with someone, so say you're, you're an enterprise SEO or you're a consultant working with a product manager responsible for SEO, that person may not have any influence about whether the site should be secured or not. That may live with a security team. Or if you're a consultant and you're working with that product manager and you want access to Google Search Console, the legal department may be the one that decides who gets access to any internal data. And that person would might want to give you the data as, you know, right away or give you screenshots and they're just not able to, which makes things a lot more complicated. Again, when you are that enterprise SEO working in-house, I've I've known SEOs, enterprise SEOs that have not been able to get access to logs. So you would, you know, people love to be able to see, hey, did Google crawl this page? But those, that data may live with a, a business intelligence team and you just cannot unlock it because your level of, of access does not meet what they need. So let's say you're, you're, you're coming into an enterprise position or maybe you've been in there for a short period of time and you're just kind of dealing with all of this and you're starting to figure it out. You've been doing this for a while and you've, you understand that you've got to kind of understand the politics of a business. Can you walk through some, maybe tell a story of one or two of the things that you maybe did wrong or that you wish you would have done better and, and kind of turn it into some tips for somebody who's in an enterprise on how do you identify who's the right person to talk to or how do you actually get them to do what you want or you know uh, anything that you have that you think would help people accomplish that role easier yeah so I, I the best examples when I was early on uh, at SurveyMonkey I it actually had to do with some redirects and the way we'd set up international languages and I thought maybe we could redirect things better 
we were doing a 302 redirect. I'd learned enough to know that we probably could do the 301 redirect, and I made that recommendation. And that recommendation was approved by my manager. It was approved by our CTO, and it was time for me to write that ticket and work with the engineer that was going to do it. And I, I wrote the ticket, and I explained exactly why we need to do the redirects and what I thought the benefit was. And the engineer gets the ticket, and he comments on the ticket, and he writes, marketing does not get to tell engineering what to do. Ticket closed will not fix. And that's it. That wall had come up in front of me. And, you know, I had to negotiate with that person. We had to have lunch together. And it was not about anything. It was really me demonstrating that I was a nice person. He was a nice person. We could get along and he could do something. Marketing wasn't going to tell him what to do. He's going to do something for his friend. And to me, that building those relationships has helped me to be as the most successful in getting things done because sometimes I do need to make that big case. And sometimes I can't, I don't have enough data for the case. People are willing to do things internally for their friends. Again, there can be so many politics in a large organization. People are willing to do things for their friends that they don't understand or maybe don't even believe in. So that would be the biggest tip I would give is as you come into an enterprise SEO role, build as many relationships as possible. Meet people over lunch, share what you do and share what you're passionate about outside of work. And those people that you are working with may just take a risk on something you want and then help you get to that success. The other piece I would say is be as successful as possible. So find those early wins. It demonstrates the success that you can get from your ideas and then people will believe you more. So if you can get you know, a significant bump in traffic because there was a no index on a page, remove that no index and explain, hey, we identified something in our code that was wrong. We fixed it. And look at this hockey stick. And everyone will now look at you and say, hey, this is someone that really knows what they're doing. They're making a difference. I want them to be involved in more projects. And I would I would go back as well. I, th I definitely think, I mean, that was one of the things I was thinking about early wins, quick wins, establish, especially when you're thinking about the fact that you have these long-term goals that can start taking a long time. And then people start going, hey, it's been six months. What have you done? You know, how are you moving the needle? So even though people understand that things move slow, they still want to see some kind of result. So I definitely like the idea of finding a quick win, finding your easiest win, um, even if in the big scope of SEO long term, it's not as important, right? It's not as long term if you can get that quick win. Another thing I think would be really interesting to point is really good to point out is that a lot of times as consultants um, and SEOs, we deal with people that are very high up. Right. We don't deal with the developers. We deal with the, the CMO or the CEO in a lot of positions. Right. And so that CEO, CEO goes to his you know, developer and he can tell him what to do. And that's it. Right. But internally, you're not dealing with those people. You're dealing with the departments. And a lot of times those people don't care if the mood if the needle moves or not. It's not as exactly. important to them. They're just trying to enjoy their day-to-day -day life. They're living in a normal environment. They're working in a normal environment. So you you have to almost kind of get away from this idea that everybody cares. And you have to start thinking about what do they really care about. And I think your point of making friendships and getting in you know, to where it's not, hey, you should care about this because it's going to help the website. It's more, hey, you should care about this because we're buddies and, and you want to help me out. Yeah, and I would say the one thing you shouldn't ever do as an enterprise SEO is use your political capital and go to a senior level person to just say they have to do it. Because you'll do it, you will win, but you will not win in the long term. You will have you will make people upset when their boss or their boss's boss or CEO has to say, 
The SEO person said to do it. You're blocking. Just do it. Yeah, they will do it that one time, but you will find that it will be very difficult to get them to do anything else on their own volition. And obviously that senior level person is not going to help you do your job every single time. The other thing that's really good about connecting with people, and I don't know if you've seen this yourself, but I've seen this quite a bit, is that there's a there's a, uh, there's a a sense that as SEOs that people understand what we understand. So you say, hey, you need to do A, B, and C. And they say, okay, fine. If I'm going to go do A, B, and C, I will. And you finally win it. But then they do A, C, B. They do it in a different order. They do it in a different way because they think that it's the same outcome and it actually isn't, right? So we had some situations where we were like, hey, we need to no index, you know, this uh, development site so it doesn't get indexed, right? And they were yeah. like, okay, no problem. But the, the development site was redoing the URL every two weeks when it launched a new version. So all the new versions didn't have the no index because instead of putting it into the core files, they just put it on the one launch. So then the next developer site got indexed and, and so forth, and it started causing a problem. So I think it's also, uh, have you seen where you have to really like educate people to the value in order to make sure that they implement things in the way that you're envisioning without necessarily telling them exactly what you want? Absolutely, and I find that the worst thing that I, yeah, I deal with is people that have had a little bit of experience doing SEO. <laughs> yeah. And you come to them and you say, what you built that with JavaScript it's not ideal. Google's not going to crawl it. They may, but I don't believe they will. And then they say, well, they send you a link to, you know, John Mueller's tweet. They're like, yeah, you're wrong. You're not a good SEO. And, it, you know, trying to convince those people that, listen, I'm not telling you how to write code. You're not responsible for SEO. I am. You have to allow me to be responsible because this is how I get judged and this is how I, you know, get paid and this is how I hopefully get a bonus and promotion. You get, you're responsible for the code. Just let me do my job. That can be the hardest to win, to just to prove that you are the expert and to allow you to be that expert. Absolutely. So uh, I think we have enough time to talk about one more thing. And, and what I'd like to kind of jump into real quick is just, you know, what resources would you say would be beneficial for somebody to try to learn to be like really good at this kind of type of SEO? Because it is a, a different type of SEO. Like what would you say would be a good way for people to kind of educate themselves to continue to learn? Is it conferences? Is it online resources? Are there books? What would you recommend people to kind of improve their game in that space? I think conferences have been the best. Me going to conferences or you know meetups and you know the Bay Area we have a, a small meetup and meeting other people who deal with the exact same problems. It's so valuable to understand like well first of all to know that other people have the same problem to know that there's someone out there that like also doesn't even know who in their company is responsible for the robots.txt file or to know <laughs> that there's someone out there that like they can be screaming from the rooftops about canonicals and it just doesn't get built into the system. It never makes it on the roadmap. So conferences have been so valuable to meet those other people at large companies. And, you know, it's, it, you, know you look at, at conference attendees and sometimes conferences show off and they say, hey, here are all the big brands that are going to be at that conference. If it's an SEO conference, that's where I want to go because I want to meet those people that have those same problems. Also blogs. There are some great blog posts online from enterprise SEOs on search engine journal, on search engine land, and we're just Googling on enterprise SEO topics. People talk about how they get things done rather than here are best practices or here's an experiment I've run. And I get to run a lot of experiments and it's I wish it were as easy as I see some of the other people being able to do it on their own sites. <laughs> so and, and go ahead. Also networking on, on Facebook. Like find those people and become friends with them. 
So, Eli, if anybody wants to find you, they want to continue this conversation, which I would highly recommend any, you know, one of the things I think people have a big misconception is that you can't reach out to people. I mean, you know, I've always invited anybody to reach out to me if they have questions. I'm, Eli is always, you know, you've always been that way with people. You know, if people want to ask you some specific questions or get some advice or learn more, or just kind of see what you're up to in life. How do they follow you? How would they reach out to you? How would they contact you? So I like LinkedIn. That's my favorite social network. I accept LinkedIn requests from everyone, even if your first name is spam and your last name is spam. You get one <laughs> to try to sell me something if that's your name. But otherwise, I answer questions all the time on LinkedIn. I just love getting to know people and hearing their challenges because I'm learning from them. I also have my own blog, which hopefully if you Google my name, you'll find it, but it's elishwartz.co. And I talk about enterprise SEO topics or, you know, just share things that I really want to share in long form. So not that often, but please follow me there if you can. And always happy to answer any questions. And maybe one day I'll even write a book because I, I don't know that there are really good books specifically on enterprise SEO from people that have worked within enterprises. Awesome, man. I mean, I'll make sure we get that linked up in the in the blog post when we release the the, the episode that you're listening to. So uh, those links will be in there. And Eli, it's an absolute pleasure. I always enjoy chatting with you. And uh, thanks for sharing a little bit about uh, what it's like to be uh, deep inside the uh, enterprise SEO world. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me, Brent. Thanks. Cheers.